Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey. Welcome to episode 38 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we are taking you with us on a super fun weekend trip to Boise, Idaho. Boise. We decided on this trip while we were actually in the airport of Chicago getting ready to fly back to San Diego. I suggested it to the squad because I've seen so many pictures of the natural beauty of Idaho and I really wanted to go. Yeah, Idaho has been on my travel list for a couple of years because of how much nature is there and how pretty it is. But it wasn't until you showed me that picture of Gold Fork Hot Springs with snow and trees and beautiful natural hot springs that I was like, yes, sign me up. But then what really, really sold me was the cheap flight from San Diego. It was only 200 bucks. And that was all we had to say. I think it was less than that. It was like $79 each way. Even better. Well, I have one word to say to you guys. Potatoes. Idaho is famous for it. Idaho is famous for their potatoes. That's what got you to want to go? I had to go to Idaho and try a potato directly from the source. I'm just kidding, guys. No, but really, it is a mass producer of potatoes, and we did eat potatoes while we were there. However, I was super excited because we are going to the hot springs, and I love to get myself up and in Mother Nature and ground. And this was an excellent opportunity to ground all weekend long. And as soon as we got back to San Diego on Monday morning, I came up with a million dollar idea. And it's because of all the grounding that I did. Yeah, Boise was such a great time. I'm actually really looking forward to going back. I enjoyed it for so many reasons. But one of the main reasons why I did like it so much is it did remind me of our hometown of Woodland. Not necessarily Woodland, but we're right by Sacramento. So it's another capital city. It has that bustling downtown vibe, but also such a small, quaint feel to it. It totally did. Yeah. And it reminded me of that a lot. And then also Boise is at a high elevation, but it's in a valley and Sacramento is in a valley. And then in the background of Sacramento, you could see off to the distance to see the mountains and same thing in Boise. And it just reminded me of that a lot. So it was really nostalgic and really nice to be there in a different place. I know we have a ton of followers in Australia. So why don't we give some context to where Idaho is and what it is? Yeah, well, that's actually a really good point. You know, sitting here in the United States, we think everyone knows where what state is, but we do have lots of international listeners. So I know Idaho is not necessarily a state that a lot of people know. So it is in the Pacific Northwest portion of the United States. It does not touch the Pacific Ocean, but it borders Washington and Oregon and just really beautiful natural beauty out there up in the mountain regions, high plateaus, just real, real beautiful mother nature. All right. So we always start our episode with some tips. So what do people need to know before getting on the plane and going to Idaho? Well, the first thing I would say is you must consider what you're going to do for transportation, especially if you're going to be in Boise. Now, with any city, there is transportation for the bus, but I wouldn't rely on that. You're going to want a car. But what's the right type of car that you want? And I would highly suggest that you get yourself an intermediate to full-size SUV. And the reason why I suggest that is, yes, even though Boise itself is in a high plateau valley and you don't necessarily need it for that, If you're going to be enjoying the beauty of Idaho, you're going to be going to the mountains and you're definitely going to need it on those windy, steep roads because just right outside Boise, you're going up into the mountains. I definitely think an SUV is worth getting, especially if you're going in the wintertime. We were going outside of Boise, going up into the mountains. Some of the roads were icy. Definitely want a car that has 
four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive just for your safety. But even if you aren't going in the wintertime, if you were going to the summertime and you were going to visit some of the lakes and going out to the mountain, you might want to put things in the back and just have that extra space and have an SUV available. And you are going to be driving so much in the mountains. So you're going to want to download offline maps on Google Maps so that you can navigate through all of those winding mountain roads and not have to worry about losing service, which we definitely did for most of the drive. Both of the hot spring places we went to, we lost service at both points. So I was really glad to have downloaded the maps previous to us leaving Boise so I could have them on the way and had a way to get us back to Boise as well. And another big tip when you're driving through those mountains, watch out for deer. Idaho is a state filled with deer. We saw so many. Dead deer on the side of the road, uh, deer dashing in front of our cars, no, deer it, hesitating in front of our cars. It definitely happened. And this is reminding me of our episode where we talked about our trip to the Grand Canyon. And I told you how that big moose came out. And that's the first <laughs> time I saw it. And you always see signs say deer crossing, watch out for deer. And I said, oh, when I was in Arizona and we were doing that, going to the Grand Canyon, that's the first time I really believed the signs. I believed them here in Idaho and they were abundant, like abundant. On that topic, just be really careful driving on the icy winter roads because we did see someone right in front of us spin out. Which made us so grateful that we had an SUV. Exactly. Glad to have the big car. One last thing I want to give in the tip section here for our listeners. And I don't know, this is something maybe we take for granted living here in California, really high populated state. There's always going to be stuff for you on the road between place to place, even if you're going through a more isolated, desolate area, but not so much in the mountains of Idaho. We learned that the hard way. We thought, okay, maybe along the way from Boise to the hot springs, it was supposed to take an hour and a half. We're like, no, 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 we'll find some food along the way on those highways. Definitely not. So if you're going to be going (laughs) up into the mountains, be sure to eat in Boise or bring some food with you because there is nothing up there on those roads. I could promise you that. Yes. And you know, one more thing too, this trip was a game changer for me because I got waterproof winter boots. Finally. Wow. They were soft. They were warm. I walked through snow. I mean, like what a game changer. You know, we give you shit all the time for coming underprepared. And now that you are really prepared, Zaina, how does it feel? Like you now you know what we're talking about. Like you just got to make the investment on the appropriate attire for certain things. I mean, I just want to throw it out there that I even brought gloves, like full gloves, not fingerless gloves, but full. Wow. You've come a long way. Zaina. I bought a new beanie. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. The squad (laughs) is proud of you, Zaina. I actually have another comment about boots. I also bought new boots and I wanted to throw this out there for everyone wanting to look cute in the snow. DSW Timberland boots. They come in this beautiful blush pink, also waterproof, also warm, super cute. And your pictures will look great. I was a big fan of your Timmy's, Kim. I really liked them a lot. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they were really nice and they complemented the snow. And one other thing I wanted to add is, you know, Boise is a great place to go in winter. It snows there and the snow plus hot springs is beautiful. Makes for the perfect backdrop. The temperature of the water is perfect. I would definitely recommend going. So this was a weekend trip for us. So we worked all day Friday. We met at the airport around six. We got on the plane. It was just about a two hour flight to Boise. We flew Alaska Airlines. Like we said, it was kind of a cheap price ticket. Also, in my opinion, a little bit of a cheap price airplane, but Jamal likes Alaska Airlines. I like Alaska Airlines. I wouldn't say it's a cheap plane. It was a very well-regulated, nice plane. It was just a small plane, but that's what you got to expect from flying from a San Diego market to Boise. Boise is just not a big market, so you're probably going to be in those small planes. So Kim had a little problem with that, but I didn't have a problem with that. It was okay, short term. I appreciated it because it was a two by two seater instead of a traditional three by three. So I like those, but definitely a shorter small plane. Yes. So we landed in Boise. Like Kim said, it was a two-hour flight, but we lost an hour. They were an hour ahead of us. So we landed late and went to go get our rental car. And it was pretty late at night. It was like past 11 p.m. when we landed. Mm -hmm. So... We knew it was a late night and I had a really funny joke that I was playing. Someone asked, I think, how long it was going to take us to get to our hotel from the Boise airport. And I told the (laughs) girls it was going to be a 45 minute drive. 
So when you say it was a funny joke, funny is subjective. It was funny to me because I knew it wasn't 45 minutes. I didn't know how you ladies were so gullible. It's so, just like, how big is Boise? You thought it's going to be 45 minutes? I was like, minutes. really? Okay. Well, you know, we even stopped at the gas station to get water. And my first thought was, that's weird. Normally we get water when we're closer to the hotel and we still have a 45 minute drive. And then I even like asked, are you guys going to get coffee? Because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, a 45 minute drive. So I almost got coffee. And if I did, I would have been so pissed. But I did buy a little snack for the car because I thought, (laughs) oh my gosh, it's going to be a 45 hour or 45 minutes drive to the hotel. It was not. It was literally around the corner. <laughs> it was a 10-minute drive. I would have loved for you to have gotten the coffees in. It would have made my evening if you got the coffee. Well, what got even better is that Jamal missed the exit. So Brittany and Jamal are kind of bickering. You missed the exit. No, I didn't. You didn't give me directions in time. Me and Zayna look at each other and we're like, wow, mom and dad are at it again. <laughs> so Jamal like makes some kind of U-turn and then Brittany tells him it's here to the right. And when he turns to the right, he turns into the parking lot of the Holiday Inn. Express. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're going to cut through the parking lot to get back to the road. Like, I'm still (laughs) believing that this is a 45 minute drive. And I'm like, why are we going through the Holiday Inn parking lots? What was so funny was I told Jamal, like, I told the girls it was a 45 minute drive. He's like, oh, this is great. It's going to be hilarious. (laughs) She told me that while you guys were in the bathroom at the airport. And I was like, who are these idiots? They think it's going to take 45 minutes to get there. Okay, we were exactly. We were we're going out to the mountains, so I'm like, okay, maybe we wanted to be closer to the hot springs. Nope, maybe it was a good deal. I'll maybe buy that (laughs) excuse, but anyway, we ended up getting to the Holiday Inn, which. The Holiday Inn is just a typical Holiday Inn. It was nice. It wasn't grand, but we're going to talk about it in a little bit. But I just want to say and throw out another reason why I was picked. Free breakfast buffet. Free breakfast breakfast buffet. I loved it. And they had a place right there behind the check-in counter where you can buy Klondike bars for $1.25. What a deal. I was so excited <laughs> when I saw that at check-in. Like Klondike bars, $1.25, and they were Reese's Pieces Klondike bars. Amazing. So take us through the spread. We went to sleep Friday night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Saturday morning, we woke up bright and early so we can head over to the Green Belt. But what did we do first? We ate breakfast. Take us through the spread. There is actually an Instagram story saved in our highlight at Travel Squad Podcast. You can actually see what we're about to describe. My favorite thing that they had was an automatic pancake maker. <laughs> I Did mean, you hear that? Automatic, automatic pancake, pancake maker. So exciting. <laughs> I, was ex- I was excited about it. They were so it. cute too. And let me tell you something. That was the first thing that I went to. And I'm going to say it again. Said it before. I judge a breakfast buffet by a waffle maker. If they have it, they did not. But an automatic pancake making machine, they had me sold. So that was the first thing that I went to. And it makes two at a time. And they're pretty good size ones, but not like full, full size uh, pancakes. They're like the size of the palm of your hand. Yes. So cute. Yes. And I push the button. I'm watching my pancakes be made in the automatic pancake making machine. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, Brittany comes up to me. She's like, I want a pancake. And then she just takes my pancake. I'm like, I wanted two, probably even three. Like now you're going to make me wait again. And so then I had the one left coming through the machine. And then Kim comes up. She's like, Ooh, I want a pancake too, but I don't want two. So then the girls just cut in front of me as I'm excited for my pancakes and take my pancakes. I was a little disappointed, but that was number one of Ladies what they had. First. What else Ladies on the spread? Wait, 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 wait. Then Jamal gives up his pancakes and makes another <laughs> round. And when you made the second round, Jamal, what happened? They ran out of mix. <laughs> they ran out of mix. <laughs> I, well, I didn't want to get myself a little too disappointed. So I kind of left that part out. And she was refilled go back it for you. Spread. That's very true. But nonetheless, pancake making machine. Yes. They also had egg white omelets with veggies. Mm-hmm. They had regular omelets with cheese, oatmeal. They had oatmeal, yogurt, cinnamon rolls. Oh, yeah. They did have cinnamon rolls. Biscuits and gravy. Ooh, biscuits. Orange juice. The gravy was good on the biscuits and gravy, but the biscuits were not as good as the biscuits at Bryce Canyon. Mm, Those Mm. were dynamite biscuits. I concur. So we got to enjoy the breakfast buffet as we always do with our hotels, or at least try to always do. And then we hit the ground running in Boise. And what did we do, ladies? 
we headed over to the green belt. We went and parked at the Royal Boulevard parking, which is at Ann Morrison Park, and we wanted to go explore the green belt. And for those of you who don't know what the green belt is, I had to look it up myself before I went. The green belt is a 25 mile stretch of greenery and a walking path, bike path that lines the Boise River and it connects a whole bunch of parks together and it goes through the city and it provides beautiful scenic views. There's tons of bridges along the way and the river runs right next to it. There's also geese everywhere, everywhere you look. That was the highlight for me. You know, here in California, we see like a lot of ducks or seabirds or something. So not very large birds. And then you go over there and just right in the park, they're all chilling. And my goodness, they're big. But the green belt is actually one of the top things listed to do in Boise. Again, it's so long. We were there in winter or so. We could have biked. It was sunny, but it was still cold and we had other stuff to do. But if you go during spring or summer, I definitely recommend biking it. I would have loved to do that. And when we go back, if we go back during a different season, like spring or summer, I definitely want to make that a priority to do much further on the green belt. And they have places where you can rent bikes on the sidewalk where you just use a kiosk for about five bucks an hour, rent a bike and use it at your pleasure. So we walked along the Greenbelt to the 9th Street Bridge and we crossed the bridge from the university side onto the Boise downtown side. And right away we hit and ran into the Anne Frank Human Rights Memorial. That was surprising. Yeah, such a random place for something so serious as a memorial. And we knew that it was there in the green belt, but where we parked, I at least didn't know on our path that we were taking to downtown by walking the green belt that we were going to pass it. So definitely do keep that in mind. They have the Anne Frank Memorial there. It was definitely quite humbling to see and very interesting to see in Boise, but definitely unique thing in the green belt. So from the memorial, we walked down to Capitol Street to the Capitol. And it's so beautiful because you're walking down this just busy downtown country street and you see the Capitol at the end of the street and it's just mountains and clouds and blue sky behind the Capitol. Snow-capped mountains. I loved that about it. As you got closer, the mountains disappeared. But when you're a little bit farther back, you can see everything. It's so pretty. Well, that's what I really liked about it and where it gave me the feel a lot of Sacramento that I was saying earlier that it reminded me of. It reminded me of just walking the promenade, seeing a Capitol Mm -hmm. building, Sacramento's on a river just as well. And, you know, you can cross the Tower Bridge in Sacramento and then you're there and it's like we Mm -hmm. crossed a bridge. So it gave me that nostalgic feel and it really had that small town, but yet bustling vibe. And I really appreciated that about Boise. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of people outside of the Capitol building. We got it all to ourselves for a few minutes as well. I will say this, though, we were talking about it being bustling, and it is at night during day. Granted, we were there Saturday morning, probably not Monday through Friday businesses operating, but in the evening, it definitely gets bumping. So I think that's why we had it kind of all to ourselves. But we took a few photos in front of it. But one thing I just want to point out, because I want to add more shame to Zaina, she had, (laughs) yes, yes. She had challenged me to a race to the top of the steps of the Capitol, almost like Rocky style, Rocky Balboa style when he runs up the stairs. So I was like, game on, Zana. Let's take this challenge. And there was a bell at the bottom of the steps. So we had to start with our hand on the bell, <laughs> run to the top, touch one of the columns, and then come back down. And Zana's just boasting so confident, like, oh, I'm going to beat Jamal. I got this one in the bag. Smoked her. I just just want to throw it out there. We have a video that we can post, but this is just typical sibling rivalry of the Marouches. I gave that one to Jamal (laughs) because his wife was watching. And you didn't I, want to embarrass me. I did not I appreciate want to embarrass that. you. I appreciate really? that. Really? Because at the end you said, how did he beat me? She was just playing just, it up. Thank you. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, Kev. But Jamal was taking like fucking three, four steps at a time. And I have long legs, but I wasn't expecting him to fucking grasshopper it up. Well, it's a race. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's okay. I'm sure I can do long endurance running on a treadmill over you. So after the Capitol, we ended up going on a quick, short little walk to Freak Alley, which is only two blocks from the Capitol. And why don't you tell us about Freak Alley, Kim? Because I think it was you who told us about it before the trip as something that you wanted to do. Yeah. As I was researching things to see and do in Boise, this was one of the highlights. It's a public alleyway that they have turned into a public art space. So the walls where people park and where there's dumpsters, there are some beautiful paintings straight on the walls. There's some really, really cool ones. There was one with this beautiful girl with sunglasses and it was so pretty. And then there's other more artsy, more creative, more avant-garde. Some of it even trippy art too, Mm -hmm. for that matter, which, yeah, it was really cool. I really like that about that, how they've designated that public space for it. So there are a couple of places where you can actually enter Freak Alley and get to there from. Originally, when we were walking from the Capitol, we came in the back way. So we exited through the front and the front way is the more official way to come in. And they have a sign there that specifically says it. And if you want to enter that way, it starts on North 8th Street and that's between West Idaho and West Bannock Street. So that's the main entrance to it. And you can see the sign and work your way the back way. We only spent about five minutes there. That's pretty much all the amount of time that you need. You'll see tons of other people there taking pictures. So you kind of get in and out. But by this time, we had worked up a major thirst. I mean, it was 1030 and I was ready for some booze. (laughs) 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 And I'm talking about getting a drink. We needed a break. Yeah. We just had a quick little rest. But what specifically sold us is right outside of Freak Alley, as we were walking, we came across a restaurant called Eureka and we saw a sign. $5 $5 Bloody Marys or $5 Mimosa. So we're like, oh, let's go inside. We're not going to pass drink. up a good yeah, deal. have a drink before we go. <laughs> we said Eureka. Eureka. Well, Eureka. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a $5 Bloody Marys and I got a $5 Mimosa. And after not drinking all of last year, that Mimosa just like, wow. Hit it, the spot. It just went down my throat so smoothly. One thing I do want to throw out about Eureka is, it again, it was 10.30 in the morning, so it was relatively early. We had our breakfast buffet at the hotel not that long ago, but we were honestly considering going back to Eureka for some food. They had some really good looking happy hour prices and food on there. So if you guys are in the downtown area, we didn't get to eat there, but the food definitely looked good and at a moderate price. So I would definitely recommend doing that. We do have a Eureka here in San Diego. It's out at the UTC La Jolla Mall. Okay, we need to go get some mac and cheese balls. We have to go. I remember you saying that now when we were there. That that there's Okay, okay. Well, so we're going to try it here in San Diego. And I got drunk at that Eureka too. There you go. (laughs) I'm sensing a pattern here. Well, it was just one drink in uh, Boise. So after Eureka, we went down the Greenbelt again, and we went down until we hit Friendship Bridge. And what did we do on Friendship Bridge? (laughs) Everyone wanted to grab hands and skip like we were best friends, which we are. (laughs) Why would we not? I mean, my only regret is that we didn't have someone who could videotape and take pictures of us (laughs) skipping holding hands, looking at each other, throwing our head back, laughing. We were hearkening back to Shanghai Disneyland when we were all running and skipping through the park, but this time over Friendship Bridge. As we were skipping, we passed a sign with warnings and cautions. And I was like, you guys, it says no skipping. Everyone freaked out and stopped skipping. Everyone freaked out except for me because I didn't necessarily believe that. We're talking Zana Gullible again, who thought it was a 45 minute drive. And Brittany fell for it. Brittany immediately threw her hands down and stopped. I know. I'm going to be respectful and I'm not going to skip, guys. Well, there was a sign telling you things that you could do on Friendship Bridge. So I just want to say this. Friendship Bridge will actually put you at Boise State University on the other side. So that's what's across from it. But again, you are crossing the river. Interestingly enough, it says that during the summer... Well, it didn't specify the season, but it has to be during the summer when the water level is high. You can jump off of the bridge. They allow you to do that and jump into the river. The only warning they give you is don't jump too close to people that are swimming or tubing down the river. But look at this bridge in a public park, and it tells you just jump into the river. It was crazy. So, again, if you go during the summer, 
Jump in the river from Friendship Bridge. This is Idaho. <laughs> yes, it is. Right. And as we were, you know, enjoying Friendship Bridge and looking at the mountains in the pretty background, there was a guy in the river fishing, like wearing the whole fishing gear, overalls, trying to find some fish. See, so if it was summer season and I jumped too close to him, you could be ticketed. It says that. <laughs> it says that on the sign, so... But there's tons of bridges that span the Boise River. So if you're walking along the Greenbelt, you can go back and forth from either side every few blocks if you wanted to. I picked Friendship Bridge for the name and because I wanted to skip across with the squad. After we crossed over Friendship Bridge, we then went back to the car because we were going to head over to Gold Fork Hot Springs. Yeah, I'm pumped for this. So why don't you tell us about it, Kim, if you're the one who's pumped up for it? Okay, so I got so pumped up because we stopped at Dutch Bros Coffee, which is something that also made us remind us of home because we have those coffee shops where we're from. In Northern California. They don't have any here in San Diego. And they don't have them here. But if you've never been to one, these people are hyped up just like I was right now. They're like, what's up, man? What you doing? How you doing today? Where you going? So they got us all hyped up. Real friendly way to get coffee. Yes. Great. Love it. So Gold Fork Hot Springs is in the mountains near Donnelly, Idaho, and it's made of natural hot, hot springs. They have several different pools that have been man-made to kind of capture the water. So they're not natural rock pools out in the wilderness hot springs. So when you get there, there's a very large pool where it immediately starts and it's super, super hot. Then as you go down the line, they get cooler and cooler. So my recommendation would be to start in the smaller, cooler pools and work your way to the hottest one. Because if you start in the hottest one, if you go into anything else, you're probably going to feel cold, especially if you're out in the snow. Because hot is hot. It was really hot. But I just want to go back a little bit, Kim, on what you were saying is they're natural hot springs, but they're really not in natural pools. They're man-made pools. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is... Again, natural hot springs, but this is on a family's private property. So they have actually built it up to make these pools in kind of like a tiered level. So the hottest pool is really where the natural spring flows into. And then it has another tiered pool below, which is a little bit less warm water and then so on and so forth till it gets to the cool one. So that's why they aren't natural and they are man-made. So keeping with the mindset that this is on somebody's private property, They do charge you $10 for an adult to go to Gold Fork, and they are a cash-only business, so don't go to Gold Fork without cash. Because there's not an ATM next door. Like I said, no food on the highways. Where are you going to find that ATM? Go with cash. And you definitely want the SUV for this place because this is where we saw a car spin out of control. Yeah. After we got off the main highway, there's kind of like a little side road that you go in, kind of a private one. And that's where they stopped de-icing the roads. And it was only about four three, miles. Yeah, I mean, I was they even say, have a sign, too, that says we are no longer de-icing the road. Enter at your own risk. Yeah. So it was like three, four miles in. Brittany's saying four. And it took quite a long time to get there because we had to go really, really slow on the ice. And that's where we saw the person spin out. So definitely, again, this is where having that SUV comes into play. Yeah. And the hot springs open at noon. So they're open from noon to 9 p.m. Like Jamal said, bring cash. They do have a parking lot and just a few other tips about going to Gold Fork Hot Springs. So they do have lockers there, which is something we learned once we arrived. All you have to do is exchange your car keys or a ID card, and they will give you a lock to use in the locker room. So they do have two locker rooms, one or it's like one big one split into two sides, which is kind of like a big tent hut. Yeah, it's not like a building. Mm -hmm. And the men's on one side, the women's on the other side. It can get pretty hectic in the locker room so just keep that in mind there's a ton of people coming in and out but it's safe to put your stuff there as long as you have a lock also when you walk in and you pay for your admission they do have snacks there and so one thing that we learned was we didn't eat lunch on our way to the hot springs which we should have done but they do have snacks that we could have purchased 
also they have bags there for you to put your wet bathing suits in at the end. So. They also have porter potties. Yeah, their oh, bathrooms are porta potties. That's what I was gonna say. I'm glad you brought it up, Kim, because I was just about to say it. So man-made tents right there for the changing rooms. Don't expect a plumbed toilet. You have porta potties for you. For being a porta potty, though, it was pretty well kept. It didn't stink. I didn't see any atrocious things. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. That's great. One thing I just want to say about it, though, is definitely be sure to bring flip-flops or something to wear while you're in there because again everybody's coming out of the hot springs wet when the floor is wet you don't really know what that is so just have that safe little comfort of definitely having your flip-flops while you're in there my one complaint about the changing area is that it's not a real door to get into the women's changing it again it's a tent and so it's just a curtain there and women were going in and out and they didn't close the curtain and it's like dude people can see inside yeah, that's true. So be respectful when you're going in and out of the changing room. Also, like Jamal said, make sure you have flip-flops. We went in winter, so there was snow on the ground between the hot springs. Which so made it so beautiful. It was super, super beautiful, but your toes can get really cold when you're transferring between the thermal pools. But tell us a little bit about the hot spring experience. I mean, we told, gave a little bit of tips of what to expect changing room, but let's talk about the hot spring. This is literally the reason we flew from San Diego to Idaho. Isn't this where Brittany showed you the photo when we we're coming back mm-hmm. from Chicago that sold you. Yes, it's absolutely gorgeous. The pictures are amazing. So bring a waterproof camera so you can go in the hot springs and take your pictures. Even though they are man-made pools, there's still natural rocks all around you in some of the pools. So you are still out in nature. You're not in a building you're not covered, you're fully exposed. So if it was snowing, it would be snowing on you. And the pools are just created spaces in the wilderness. It's just a really unique place that you can't find in many other places. And it's definitely worth visiting. It's also absolutely gorgeous for getting that Instagram shot. I was photographer for that one, I believe. Oh my God. I actually got a lot of compliments to my pictures. Somebody asked me, did you do anything in Idaho besides model? And they were like, who's your photographer? You have a great photographer. That's me. <laughs> like, yeah, we trained him well. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> One last thing I wanted to say while we were at Gold Fork is that the smaller pools we talked about, you do have to sit down and they come to about your waist or your chest height. But the largest pool, the hottest pool, you are standing in. I mean, you can't really sit in it. it it's pretty deep in comparison to the other pools that are there. And that was the one that we spent the most time in. Yeah, it's really hot. So you'll spend some time like sitting on the side and getting out and cooling off a little bit because it's too hot to just be like fully yeah, in be- it. Because that pool again is the one that has the main hot spring source Mm -hmm. flowing into it. So any of the other pools is residual runoff water from that big one. So that's why as you go down the tiered levels of the pools that they've made, it gets cooler and cooler. And a little tad dirtier as well, the farther down you go, but not bad because there are a lot of people there. It was pretty crowded. I knew it was going to be crowded, but I didn't think it'd be that crowded for the middle of the mountains in Idaho. Yeah. But what was really nice were the really big boulders that were lining the big pool, the big hot pool. You could feel the water coming off of it. And it was just Mm -hmm. like so hot, so nice. And it was so relaxing to be in the pool and soak it in. All that grounding. Yeah. Really soaking in mother nature. I had a really good time there. I'm glad we went. Did we say how long of a drive it was from Boise? It was about a two-hour drive. Don't know if we said it, but it was about a two-hour drive. And we probably stayed there for, what, two hours, two Mm. to three hours? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so just so you know, when you're driving up there, Howdy's Gas and Grub is the last gas station that you're going to see. And you're going to find the subway there as well. Yeah. So we said there was nothing to eat. I take that back. There was one place to eat. It was the one little remote town and right by Howdy's gas station. Trying to keep you guys fed so you don't get hangry like I was. But still, I mean, it's not (laughs) like it's close to the hot springs. We're just saying that that's the last thing that you're going to see before nothing else is left. Yeah. So we left the hot springs. It was a two hour drive back to Boise. We were all starving and we really wanted to go out for dinner in downtown Boise. So where did we go? Well, we wanted to go to a restaurant called Fork. And the reason why we wanted to go there is it was recommended to Brittany by one of her old nursing school friends who happens to live in the Boise region. She said it's a really good spot to go. You have to go there. So we ended up going there for dinner. 
and it was really, really nice. It was popular, and we ended up getting there, and little did we know that that weekend, apparently the all the high schools around there were having some sort of dance because we saw all of these young kids in formal attire and guys in suits, girls in dresses, and then we get to Fork, and they tell us, oh, it's going to be a little bit of a wait. It's probably looking to be you know, an hour, hour, 15 minutes. So we're like, ah, we were really hungry, but we were like, all right, put us on for an hour, hour, 15 minutes for the wait. And then what happened after that, ladies? We walked 20 minutes across town to go get beer at one of their local breweries. And as soon as we walked into the brewery, we got a text saying our table is ready. So it wasn't an hour wait. (laughs) It was a 20 minute wait. So we had to walk right back out. I was really looking forward to that beer. So that was a little bit disappointing. It's worth noting though, that about 20 minutes is how long it takes to walk across the Boise downtown area. You can walk the whole thing in that amount of time. And it was popping this night. There were people out everywhere. Yeah, there was a sweetheart dance going on. That's what they said. And it it wasn't just that. There was like a sports stadium right there. That's true. We saw people riding this big bike carriage thing, like getting crazy on it. It was like a downtown San Diego night. It was pretty wild. But tell us about Fork. What did we get to eat at the restaurant? So Jamal and I ended up getting a plate of short ribs with some potatoes on it. Those Idaho potatoes Anna was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And we split that entree and then we got two sides. We got asparagus fries, which were my favorite, and we got crisp Brussels sprouts, which Jamal really enjoyed. I really liked those Brussels sprouts a lot. They were kind of like in an Asian sauce. It was really, really mm-hmm. good. I liked it a lot. The asparagus fries were great. You know, there were so many good things on the menu that it made it hard to decide what we wanted to get. So then it almost made it a little frustrating, like, oh, did we want to eat here? But that was my mindset because it's like, I don't even know what to choose because all the choices look so good to me. I felt like my eyes were bigger than my stomach when I was looking at the menu and I ended up ordering a steak because I thought, why not? And it was good, mm-hmm. but I did regret ordering it because by the time they brought it out, I was two beers in and I realized <laughs> that um, <laughs> it's just too much work to cut the steak. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was it was like just too much. It was like we were back in Africa when Brittany had to cut your shrimp, right, Zaina? Right, but, but I did, did cut not my steak. To. <laughs> I, I totally cut my steak on this one, but and I didn't want it to go to waste, and I didn't want to eat it the next day, so I ended up eating it. But I just thought, gosh, I should have ordered that sandwich that I thought I didn't want because it would have been so much easier than cutting a steak. But how was that broccoli? Oh my gosh, the broccoli was my favorite part because it wasn't <laughs> your standard broccoli. I love like the the long thin broccoli and then Broccolini. I think it was in yes, that. And it was in some type of balsamic and I also got the Idaho potatoes. What did you get, Kim? I got what they called a grilled cheese fondue. So it had these little grilled cheese pieces on the side and then a little tomato soup fondue with little forks to dip. I love an interactive dish and it was quite appetizing. And you got the Brussels too yourself, right? I did. And what do you think of the Brussels? Brussels? Yeah, they were good. Definitely when we go back to Boise, I would eat here again. I liked it a lot. It was a good place to eat. So after dinner, it was pretty late. I would say probably nine. Well, not like super late, but like it was, we just got done with dinner. We really didn't eat lunch. We were tired. We had been up pretty early in the morning. And we had plans for the next day. And that's why... Zana said earlier, none of us ended up eating those Klondike bars. I kept saying I was going to get a Klondike bar that night from we behind so the full. stand. Yeah, so, so full. <laughs> and I couldn't even do it. Know what you did do, though? Uh, no. You were snoring. <laughs> was I keeping you awake, Kim? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, so ever since we went to Lebanon, <laughs> I've had a pair of earplugs and an eye mask. And so I was using it and my earplugs fell out in the middle of the night. And then I was awoken by a rumble. <laughs> And I had to go searching for the earplugs. <laughs> was I the rumble? You were the culprit I'm, of I'm, the rumble. I'm sorry to say that. I'm sorry that you have to hear that, Kim. I'm, you know, she I'm has a video of it, right? I'm sure. Oh, I did I'm take a video. Kidding. And we're all in the same room because we were just going cheap on this weekend. We're like, whatever. We'll just split the room four ways. and just Save money, more travel. Wait. Have to deal with snoring. Also, <laughs> just to let you know, these are true conversations of the Travel Squad podcast that gets us riled up. At dinner, we were talking about our shower experience rotation. (laughs) (laughs) So we would love to know what your opinion is, okay? Because it goes, what is it, like Zayna, Kim, Jamal, Brittany. 
But let's say Kim showered in the morning and us three didn't. So then it skips me. So then the next time, is it still me who starts because it was my turn next? And then we skip Kim or do we just go to Jamal? I mean, like we get knee deep in these types of conversations (laughs) to figure out how we should keep this experience fair to everyone. I think it's fair if we just do four straws and whoever gets the smallest straw goes first. Random draw. Yeah, I, I that would be fair. Time. You know what else would be fair? If we could all set our own alarms. No, Ooh. absolutely not. I laid down the law on this trip. One room, one alarm. And so, it worked out well. These are the true conversations <laughs> we have. But moving along, <laughs> we woke up early Sunday morning because we were going to go snow tubing. Woo! For, I would like to preface that um, <laughs> Brittany sent a group text that, hey, guys, we're going to go tubing. Do you want the 1030 slot or do you want the 12 o'clock slot? And when I saw the text, I was like, why the hell would we go tubing <laughs> down a river in Idaho during the winter? I really had no idea, but I didn't say anything. So I just, well, I mean, I said 12 o'clock, but I didn't say <laughs> Thought, thought the sun might be at its peak then, Zaina. <laughs> I really did. I thought, why the fuck would we do it at 1030? Let's wait until noon to go down the river. So then like, I don't say anything about like my thoughts. But later on, as I'm hearing them talking, I'm realizing that it's actually like tubing down a hill on the snow. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. I think you might be the only person who, when we said we were tubing in winter in Idaho and the mountains, thought that it was on a river. I don't think anyone else would make that. <laughs> kind of connection I certainly wouldn't be down for it (laughs) (laughs) I know it was one of my favorite things that we did this weekend our weekend was so packed with so much fun and this really was one of the highlights so we went to a place called bogus basin and bogus basin is 45 minutes outside of boise mileage wise it's not even that far again you're going up those mountain roads so that's what takes a little bit of time to go ahead and get up there really pretty drive up there yeah you only take one main road and it's called bogus mountain road imagine that i think the road only leads you to bogus basin (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact so yeah So let me tell you about it a little bit more. So you can go snow tubing there. They're one and a half hour sessions. So they start at 9 a.m. The next one's at 1030, then 12. And the last lot is 3 p.m. And they really do watch you with your 90 minutes. Yes, they do. So they give you a tag and it tells you what time you started and what time it ends. And also another tip, it's a big parking lot and there's other snow activities you can do. So they offer snowboarding and skiing and other winter recreational activities. They even have like a winter bobsled thing up there, like the oh, roller yeah. coaster type thing that they have. So they have that also. They they not only have the downhill skiing, but they have the more Nordic skiing. Yeah. So we get into this big parking lot. We park and we are kind of in a rush for time because we want to start right at 1030. So we go to like where the cafeteria is and where it says get your tickets. And this is where like all of the skiing is happening too. We get there and the guy is like, oh, the tubing is on the other side of the parking lot so we had to walk past our car continue on and finally get to the tubing station yeah because you arrive and you would think okay the tubing's over here with everything else you see the ski lifts you see all the skiers the snowboarders but no so if you're going there specifically for the tubing definitely go to the complete opposite side of the parking lot away from everything else but before we talk about the tubing i also want to say if you do do the tubing at Bogus Basin, you have to purchase your tickets in advance. It is so popular that they don't allow you to purchase them upon arrival because they may be sold out. So you do have to make the reservations online and it's only $15 per person. What a steal. It I is would a have steal. paid 20 or 25, man. I like, said the, that was crazy. I got my money's worth on the first run down the hill. I was so stoked. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing to note too is if you're looking for bathrooms, yes, they do have bathrooms right there next to where you tube but those are porta potties and they're not maintained during the winter and they're really really filthy so they do have nicer bathrooms where we first got there where the tickets are sold and all of that by the normal lodge and bar (laughs) of the mountain as soon as we got there like i'm not a danger ninja like these folks are 
But I walk up to the edge of the hill and I'm immediately starting to regret signing up for this. You know, I was really nervous too. <laughs> Why were you regretting it almost? Kid? So I was like, this is pretty high. This hill looks pretty big. Like, I don't know about this. It's one of the biggest hills I've ever tubed down. Yeah. So when you walk up from the parking lot, you are at the top of this hill and they give you your snow tube and you're standing at the edge. They tell you that you can either sit down in it. You can go down on your stomach. You can link up and all go down together, like hold each other's snow tubes and go down together. Or you can race down. You can do a whole bunch of things. So we're all standing at the very top. Kim and Zayna are a little nervous. <laughs> and they end up telling us that if we go down together, it's going to be a little bit faster. And I think you guys were scared. So we're like, oh, let's go down separate for the first run. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and I was screaming at the top of my lungs. That it might was... even be more scary. You have nobody else to... Yeah link mm-hmm. up with or be frightened with. So I would imagine that to be a little bit more scary. So a squad tip, wear sunglasses. Oh my God. Because yeah. wow. the spray from the snow just comes up on your face. Straight into your eyeballs. <laughs> so that's just one squad tip. Yeah. And uh, make sure your hat's on tight. <laughs> my hat went flying. And I even had like a really cool... Fargo style hat where oh my gosh this is the kind of stuff that they wear in the like high mountains and it has a clip underneath the chin and everything and it was so warm coupled with my snowshoes prime time out there it was really fun one thing I just want to let everyone else know too is there is one hill there are several people on it obviously at the same time but you don't have to make the hike all the way back to the top to go do it again they have a conveyor belt that takes you from the bottom to the top. It truly is an easy day. Yeah, they don't allow you to walk on it for safety reasons, so you are subject to the speed of the conveyor belt. Which takes about six to seven minutes to get you to the top. Was it that long? Mm -hmm. You timed it? Yep. Oh, wow. But anyway, that definitely will cut into a little bit of your time of your hour and a half, but nonetheless, we were able to squeeze anywhere between you know 12 to 15 runs and maybe even a little bit more. It was hard because, I mean, we're having so much fun i lost count after a few because we were all linking up then sliding on our stomachs then sliding on our stomachs linking up going solo doing this doing that and we have so many videos it's been a long time since i've been to the snow to do actual snow activities i mean i've been in it more recently but you know really in terms of snowboarding tubing it's been a while And wow, 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 this was so much fun. I felt like a kid again. It was great. I loved it. I forgot how much I loved the snow. I mean, like it was crazy. I mean, eventually I got to the point where I was cool with running and jumping and diving on my stomach to go down. And these were like legit tubes too, because they had a bottom. So your butt is not dragging. And just, it was so fun. And I'm sure you guys probably saw the video that we posted on Instagram of all of us going down linked together. I mean, we started as a line and we ended up in a circle. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was we were also, in each other's faces. It was so pretty because when we were there, it started snowing. Yeah, it, it did like snow on us. It was like majestic and peaceful and beautiful. It was a really good time. And we got to play around a lot. Like Kim and Zaina raced Jamal and I down the mountain. And we did like solo races down the mountain. But if you go, go down on your stomach. It is so much fun. Go down face first, flying down the mountain worth it. I did a run, jump and land on my stomach. That was exhilarating. <laughs> and a tip, if you are racing solo wise, the people on the far right tend to win the people on the left. That's true. Good tip. Hey, squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order 
when you shop better hydration today using promo code TRAVELSQUADPODCAST at liquidiv.com. Hey, squaddies. Let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built-out 20- to 30-page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you, so all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So after our fun-filled hour and a half snow tubing, we went to Wendy's to get Kim's chicken sandwich that she had been craving. I was obsessed with chicken sandwiches on this weekend trip. Which, by the way, it wasn't like it was near Bogus Basin. We had to drive out of the mountains. Yeah, because you have to come back in through Boise to get anywhere else. And we had the plans to go to Kirkham Hot Springs. So we made that stop at Wendy's so Kim can get her chicken sandwich that she was craving. But we were on our way to Kirkham Hot Springs. And we knew from the day before that there's definitely nothing on those mountain roads in terms of food to eat. So we had to eat in Boise, making our way out there because we knew it was a two-hour drive. We were going to be spending, obviously, at least two hours there if we're investing a two-hour drive, two hours back. So we definitely wanted to get food first for that. But tell us about Kirkham Hot Springs. I knew we were getting out somewhere crazy because this is where we started seeing all the deer along the way, too. Yeah, so Kirkham Hot Springs. I had been doing some research on these hot springs and literally in the middle of nowhere, deer along the route there. But when you get there, there's a river that runs through the area and right on the side of the river are a whole bunch of hot springs. So there's actually hot springs waterfalls and small natural pools and you actually have to hike down to get to them. So it's a little bit of a nature hike too. Yeah, so... The hot springs here, like Brittany said, you have to make that hike down, but this is on state land, I believe, and they have actually made pools themselves, but they're not like the pools at Gold Fork. These are pools that they've made with little natural rocks just to kind of hold them in, so you don't even really get too deep into them, and as nice as it was, because these ones were natural, you're really along the river, which is cold. They're just collecting the hot water that's coming off of the stream there. It's really, really nice, but you can't get deep in there, so in the winter, half your body's exposed, so it was a little chilly at that point. But Kind of, but also it felt nice because some of them were really, really hot. So if we had been any farther in, we would have been too hot. Yeah, there was one that we sat in where I was like, this is a little bit too hot mm-hmm. for me. Even though from our, like our belly buttons up, we were out of the water. Luckily, it wasn't too cold, even though it was snowy outside. At one point, it did start raining and got really windy on us out of nowhere. I was going to say like, I know I was saying I thought it was a little bit cold because you can't really fully immerse like you were able to at the ones the day before, but I really only got cold when I got a little bit of a wind chill. I guess you are right Mm -hmm. because it gives you that half-half balance, but sometimes when we got that breeze, I guess that's what I was saying, so be mindful of that. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) very true. being short. Kim and I are like more (laughs) submerged in the Mm -hmm. water. but Really pretty. What's really cool about these hot springs and these small pools is that about four people can fit into it perfectly. So they're just really, really tiny. And there's probably, I mean, how many small pools would you say there are? Maybe 10. Yeah, there's at least 10. I was going to say 10, 15. Mm -hmm. So they're really intimate too, because like Brittany said, only about three, four people could even fit into some of them. Yeah. So the first ones that we saw were like right next to the river itself. And so the squad got down into it and there was a little waterfall in the backdrop. And I was like, oh, it looks so close. I was like, I wonder if that waterfall is hot and it was flowing into the river and I got out of the pool just to step into the river and oh my god the river was ice cold (laughs) so I stepped back into the pool we were in 
And that pool was kind of like lukewarm. So we kept trekking a little bit farther. You know, one tip to know is that it's natural rock. So just be careful where you're stepping because the rocks do hurt on your feet. So we just moved to the next little area and there was literally the hot springs coming off of rocks, making like a waterfall. And that water was so much hotter than the water we were sitting in. And we sat in a pool right next to that area. It was so nice to just see the water flow off of the rocks because of how cold it was in the air. It was just a natural steam cloud flowing off the layer of the rocks as it was coming in. It was really, really cool. And then uh, there's snowy mountains all in the background Yeah, too. just so scenic and beautiful. I love being out in nature. Natural hot springs. I love it. It's nice. Yeah. Also, you can camp in this area as well when it's summer or I think spring. While we were there, obviously it's winter. The campground was closed. And also the bathrooms at the campground are not maintained in winter as well. So they are open, but just keep that in mind that they're they weren't not the worst, though. No, they weren't. I mean, they were okay. they were better than the ones at Bogus Basin. I'll tell you that at least the ones by the tubing. Jamal tried to make a joke while he was in the bathroom and he screamed, oh, my God. But he wasn't really convincing. <laughs> and he said that I just dropped the keys in the porta potty. No one believed it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I failed on that one. I just wanted to see if you guys would freak out because all our warm clothes were in the car and <laughs> keys gone. Bust the window. Yeah, right. Hey, Brittany, <laughs> how'd you like getting hit with snowballs when you came out of the bathroom? <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't too bad. I think I got you guys back pretty good. So it was fun. Ambush. <laughs> another thing to know too is that when we parked we parked along the road that parking was free but when the campground is open or when all of the road parking is taken up during the summer the campground parking is open you do have to pay to park it's five dollars but because the road was closed since it was winter we didn't pay anything score so let's take it deep for a little bit okay while we were in the hot springs, Jamal picks up a rock and he says, do you ever think about the fact that you can be the last person touching this rock for who knows how long? And then he threw the rock into the middle of the river. And I never really thought about it like that. You know, like, like it could be years, millions of years or whatever. Or never. Or never until <laughs> someone ever touches that rock again. So while we were sitting there, we picked up a rock and all four of us touched it and rubbed the rock and put like our NSOT charm all over it. And then we threw <laughs> it into the middle of the river until who knows is going to touch that rock or maybe no one ever will. I hope no one. And I hope we're the last people ever to touch that rock. That is our NSOT rock there in the middle of the river out at Kirkham Hot Springs. If you guys find it, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Just Which kidding. hot springs did you guys like more, Kirkham or Gold Fork? You know, that's really tough. Each had their pros and cons. I really liked how Kirkham was truly natural. It was more intimate because they had many more pools, but you could fit so few people in them. I still just really wish that maybe you could be submerged a little bit more. I like how it was free, mm -hmm. you know, and then the Gold Fork. It's more nice. You can submerge, but you have to pay to go in. I don't know. It's really, really tough. But I would say Kirkham because it's more in a natural setting. I would have to say Kirkham too. I mean, there's pros and cons to both, but I really just like being in nature nature. And I liked that we had to hike down and kind of boulder over some of these rocks. And we had to find our own pool really is what it was. So I really liked that. And I really enjoyed Kirkham Hot Springs. Neither. I don't like hot springs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kirkham, but I do wish that they went deeper because Jamal and I are long torso people. They may have gone deeper had we explored farther into the hot springs. There was a lot of people in some of the areas and we didn't go as far in because we found a nice little pool for ourselves. But I think Kirkham was my favorite too because it's just natural had more of a vibe. There were people out there drinking like White Claws and stuff. and That's the type of vibe you like to go with, Kim? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we were finding you boyfriends all There were some the cuties out there. <laughs> yeah. And you know, just a quick PSA. If you are taking cans of beer or whatnot out there, make sure you take your trash. You know, there was someone out there who was kind of picking up trash. That's not his job, but he just hated to see trash out there. Yeah. He was a local and he was saying like, oh, I've been coming here for years before this even became popular and I just can't stand to see trash. And he was out there picking stuff up. Yeah. So you go in, take what you bring in out. You know, I thought he was there like patrolling the area and cleaning it up until he stripped down and ran to get in a picture with me while I was posing. And tried to spank you. 
<laughs> and it was like a speedo or something that he was wearing. No, he was just wearing his box of Reese. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. it was quite the experience. <laughs> you seem to enjoy it. I thought, Brittany. So after being in the snow and we actually got rained on a little bit, we were wet. We wanted to go back into Boise and get some ramen for dinner. Just being out in the snow, something like ramen or pho or any type of like soup sounded good. Mm-hmm. So we all settled on ramen. We, we didn't settle. We had been talking about ramen all day long. And where did we go? We went to Island Sushi and Ramen. And this had really, really good reviews and four and three quarters four and three quarters quite impressive and i think they had several hundred reviews now for us being here in san diego we're available to get fantastic ramen so for us it was a little bit of a letdown on the ramen end but i will say this we ended up getting some pot stickers we got some tempura i thought their sides were absolutely delicious Salad was good yeah but uh i don't know if boise does ramen the right way. I think my favorite part about that is the reason why I remember that it was four and three quarters of a star because in the car ride back to the hotel, Jamal was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we went there because I wonder what the ramen place with four and a half stars would have been like. I think we just have such high standards being in San Diego and having like top class ramen here. Yeah, that must be it. So keep that in mind if you're in Boise. Ramen might not be their specialty. But in terms of other types of food, Dutch Brothers Coffee out there, Fork, Eureka, good food scene out in Boise. So after that, we went back to the hotel, argued about the shower experience, and then we went to bed. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But we went back to the hotel, and then we went to bed because we had an early morning flight. Yeah, so we had to wake up at 4.30 a.m. because our flight was at 7.20 and we had to return the car as well. So remember, Boise was an hour ahead. So realistically, we all woke up at 3.30 San Diego time. No big deal. No big deal. Hopped on that plane and three out of the four of us went straight to work after that. I took the day off. I thought, you know what? I always rush back to work. I have so much PTO. I'm just going to really enjoy my day and do things that I need to do. And I did it. And it was the most amazing experience ever. Well, three out of us four went to work. So I'm glad you got a good day off on that. So that definitely wrapped up Boise. Such a fun time. I really, really enjoyed it. Any final thoughts, ladies, before we get into Kim's favorite part of the episode? Go to Boise. I think Boise is underrated, and I definitely think people should go. We had a great time. I think it's time. Woo-wee. Woo-woo. Question. 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 (laughs) Of the week. Yeah. (laughs) I lost it with Jamal's bass right there. I tried to go a little bit deeper. You went deep. He always goes deep. Story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So our first question is from Pete W. from West Lake Village. Pete asked us, why Idaho? And I've been getting a lot of these questions from all my coworkers and friends in real life, too. So why Idaho, guys? Well, I was the only one who had been to Idaho before this squad trip. I went on a trip with my guy friends one time. We drove through their panhandle, which is the thin portion of their state outline that goes into Canada. And we drove through a beautiful mountain city called Coeur d'Alene. We went through Sandpoint, Idaho, which is up in the mountains on a beautiful lake. So I knew Idaho had so much scenery. And with the cheap flights, with the fact that there was hot springs and Kim's a sucker for hot springs, we all love them too, but Kim definitely revolves trips around and that's why we went to two on this one Mm -hmm. it was like boise's a no-brainer and it turned out to be like a really special gym you know a lot of people think oh if you travel within the united states go to the big cities i mean boise is a capital but it's in a smaller populated state i wouldn't call it a big city but it's just so great out there very very underrated Why not Boise? You know, this kind of speaks to what we've spoken about before on past episodes is follow the sale, not necessarily the destination, because, I mean, we saw the tickets were cheap. And so we thought, why not? You know? Yeah. And I had no clue when we booked this that we were even going to be doing snow tubing. That was like a pleasant surprise when it's like, what are we going to do in Boise? And that for me was maybe one of the highlights. I enjoyed the hot springs a lot, but I really enjoyed the tubing because it's been a long time since I've done that. Same. 
I would love to go to Boise during the spring or the summer and do some of the nice hiking trails that they have mm-hmm. in the mountains. I think that would be really nice. Yeah, and bike the green belt. You guys, yes. there's something so nice about taking a weekend and spending it truly in nature, especially in the snow in the mountains. It was so just like refreshing and centering. Like the week before at work, I was like stressed out and getting in a funk. And then we had that beautiful weekend just to like ground and be there and laugh and enjoy ourselves and be in this like small town vibe. And I came back on Monday morning, even though we woke up at 3.30 in the morning and I just felt great. And I had a great week. Glad to hear that. (laughs) What was really nice too, is like a lot of these places that we went to the hot springs, they didn't have cell reception. So you had to enjoy the nature. You had to enjoy each other. (laughs) Even though sometimes we fight about squad shower rotations we <laughs> we do enjoy each other's we company we do enjoy each other so it was just really nice to get out of town to connect with each other connect with the earth and just have a great weekend who doesn't love a great weekender you know i love weekenders and i love you guys yeah Aww. i love you too so our next question came from sebastian from del mar and right he, in our neighborhood yeah right in our backyard and he's asking what places are on your bucket list to plan your next trip? Ooh, such a good question. We have some legit trips planned, but none of these are booked yet. But I really want to go to Columbus and Cleveland, Ohio and Alabama. Why I not? was not expecting bucket list items to be here in the United States, mm-hmm. Kim. Wow. Look yeah. at that. I really want to take you guys to Cyprus. <laughs> you keep and talking about Cyprus Chetumal. all the time. Chetumal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one too. Going with Nicole and Roberto to Chetumal and then driving <laughs> a little. And with Chetumal, it's on the east coast of Mexico in the Quintana Roo state. And it's the last city before going into Belize. Belize. And if you drive a little bit north, they have a coastal town on the Gulf, which is called Bacalar. And it's like Tulum. and Beautiful. Yeah. Just, you know, it's on the cheap because everyone is north in Cancun. So I'm going to list two places on my travel bucket list. One I already have booked. It's to Sedona. I really want to go for the energy vortexes. Oh, yeah. And... They had $45 flights one way to Sedona. So to Phoenix. To, well, yeah, to Phoenix. But how could I pass that up? Like, why? Why would I pass that up? That would be really silly of me <laughs> to pass that up. My other bucket list plan is to go to Chile and Argentina. I really oh, want to go there. Yes. Yes. And go wine tasting mm. down there. Mm-hmm. Jamal? Well, for me, one of my bucket list items maybe number one right now for me is actually to go back to Africa and go to Uganda to do gorilla trekking. Gate one, we talk about them all the time. Love them. Should be sponsoring us by now. But they have a gorilla trek in Uganda where you get to literally hike up into the mountains where they're living and just be at one with them. And how amazing is that? Trek in the African rainforest and come across gorillas and be amongst them. That's right now on my number one bucket list. So I love reading your guys' reviews. I know we all get so excited and amped up when somebody leaves us a review. It's just so sweet and like love hearing from you guys. So I want to read you one of our more recent ones that just came in over the weekend. (laughs) When can I travel with this travel squad? I love the dynamic of these four friends. Specific insight and tips. Love listening to their adventures. Can't wait to see where they go next. Thank you, Che J. If you guys want to leave us a review, we would so appreciate it on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star written review. Our promise to send you a hack of how to get upgraded on an airplane for free into first class still stands. So if you send us in that review, screenshot a picture of it and either email it to us at travel squad podcast at gmail.com or you can dm us on instagram at travel squad podcast too and we would so appreciate it all right guys that's all we have for you this week thank you so much for tuning in to keep the adventures going please be sure to follow us on instagram at travel squad podcast and tag us in your adventures too and of course send us those questions of the week and if you found the information in this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny please share it with a friend that would enjoy it too 
Please subscribe, rate and review our podcast. And as always, tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We are taking another weekender to Carlsbad Caverns National Park in New Mexico. Carlsbad Caverns. Bye, everyone. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.